Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Justin Quinn, here with Mark Allison, and by now you've probably heard the Cleveland Cavaliers are trying to shake down Danny Ainge, so let's talk about it. How are you doing, Mark? Uh, good, man. What's going on? Well, a bunch of nonsense. For those who aren't too familiar with what's been going on, ever since the trade of Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Auntie Zizic in the 2018 Brooklyn Nets pick, unprotected, I might add, to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving. Well, I mean, just starting there, we weren't expecting that trade. It was very, you know, out of the blue. And then, you know, the real drama set in with rumors bubbling up that the Cleveland Cavaliers are reportedly going to seek additional compensation after concerns raised by the process of getting Isaiah Thomas is physical. Now, everyone has been completely quiet in terms of the Cavaliers organization. Nobody has officially requested anything yet. There's been very little, you know, team source information. Everything's coming from back channels. But at present, that's the situation that we may be looking at some kind of a potential situation where the Cavaliers might want additional compensation for Isaiah Thomas's hip. Before I dive into anything too deep, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's uh, definitely strange situation here. Uh, I've, I've never really, I don't remember this happening before. I'm sure, I'm sure this has happened in other circumstances where guys feel physicals and whatnot. But when, with all the information and from what we understand, the Celtics, said they've been very transparent with this whole process. The national, nationally, it seems like most people are like, what the, what the hell's going on? I mean, everybody knew the guy was injured. Is it, is it, could it be that the, the extent of it is so much worse than they were? Is it a shakedown? I, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Or is it just that these guys are a complete mess, which is kind of where I lean towards, but well, what do you think? Well, okay. So there's a lot to unpack here. There's a new GM, Kobe Altman. The Cavs were not expecting Kyrie Irving to try to force his way off the team. So there may be something to what you're talking about. However, at the same time, the timing is incredibly suspect. We have people like DSPN's Chris Haynes saying they think Kobe Altman did this intentionally. I tend to agree that this was intentional, this leaking of information. Keep in mind, this is not an official request. Joe Varden of Cleveland.com has been reporting that there is no formal request having been made to the Celtics or any, any official communications to that extent at present. So we've got a situation where there's a lot of hearsay circulating, and it's not an accident. 
the the Cleveland Cavaliers in my mind are intentionally trying to set themselves up in case LeBron James leave. And I tend to think that they want LeBron James to leave because there's very little chance they're going to win another championship with him there. And they're looking at a $200 million tax bill in the neighborhood of once they're done paying the repeater tax on roughly what they have on their payroll right now. So I tend to think it is on purpose. So you think they're just making a mess of the situation just, just because I mean, well, but they're making a mess of the situation. I, see, this is where I don't agree with you. I don't think that they don't not want LeBron James back next year. I just think that they don't think he's coming back next year. Well, I don't know because we're already in the weeds, but I will say th- the reason why I think that is because they won one game in five facing the Golden State Warriors, who are going to be more comfortable playing with each other after this season and have had some time to add some quality pieces at the lower levels of the rotation. So I, I just don't see a, what is really now, even if Kyrie Irving was not being traded, does go back and everything was all kumbaya and everybody was happy. I just don't see any situation where they're going to compete. And that's a lot of money to throw at what? Okay. So right. I, I get what you're saying. So you're, you're, you're of the opinion that um they, don't think that they can win, but maybe nobody's beating Golden State, right? And why pay all that money? Yeah, Dan Gilbert's a smart guy. He's not going to throw money down a toilet just so he can be the coolest guy in the room, I don't think. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. possible. You never know. But I think that, you know, this whole time, long before this ever came up, I was of the mind that Cleveland is going to blow up their their roster and make it look as much as possible to the fan base that, once again, it was not Dan Gilbert's fault. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, no, I can, I can see that. I can definitely see something there. My, my thinking is, all right. So the Kyrie stuff surprised them, yep. right? It, you had, you have to figure that even if they thought LeBron wasn't coming back next year, they thought they were going to have Irving for the long haul. I think right? so. Um, you know, or at least that they would have him for another year and another year that to to figure things out, right? So with with this news coming out, he wants out, basically almost insinuating that he doesn't want to play with LeBron, which is kind of crazy, but whatever. Or maybe it's just the, this mess of a franchise that he doesn't want to play for. I mean, here I are, think that's they what fire it their is. GM. It, well, I, I think so too. But they fire their GM in the middle of, uh, you know, just before, it was just before the draft, right? He was in the process was of basically before, adding years yeah. of max salary. What, what was it after the draft? It was in process, was like literally the in the process. It was of a free agent. It was a free year. agent. Right, right, and right. And they, they were looking at ways to improve the game. You fire GM and right yep. in the middle of that. That was a mess move. That's That reeks, obviously, Dan Gilbert. He's obviously the one that pulled the yep. trigger on that. And this move here, so you have Kyrie come out of nowhere, the, wants to be traded. I mean, basically – LeBron said, get him out of here as fast as you can, as, as far as we know from, you know, reports. So they find um, the Celtics that they were trying to work with them. They, this deal comes up, I, I guess uh, they they originally wanted to get either Tatum or Brown in, in any yep. deal, right? But like, like Ainge said when he talked last week, this deal was not available a month ago. That's why all of a sudden it, it became available. And with that said, they wanted they wanted 
uh, my thinking is the GM mm-hmm. Altman is yep. Kobe Altman, right? Made this deal, and then ownership and the, and the people above him, Cleveland Brass, were like, no, 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 this isn't enough, right? It, I, I mean. Do you really think that it's it's about the injury and it comes in and then after the fact they think he's more injured? I, I just think this is Dan Gilbert panicking when he saw reports, people saying this and that about the trade. Maybe people in Cleveland didn't like it and they weren't getting enough. And then total panic move by Gilbert. See, I haven't seen any to, any. I've been you know combing through Fear the Sword and other popular blogs for the Cleveland Cavaliers and the general, the general consensus I get uh, other than the ridiculous homers is that even the Cavaliers fan base think that this was a good deal. Never mind the national media. I don't think Dan Gilbert was in any way put off by what he got. I think he's just trying to get more rebuilding tools and, you know, as a, as an owner and as a GM, whoever it's coming from, that's the right move for them. Just how it was done. I think. It's really bad, and I it could just be Kobe Altman being inexperienced and lining himself up for the last job he's ever going to get, at least at that level. But I, I tend to think, as you said, that this is Dan Gilbert's work. It bears his fingerprint. It fits everything else that's been going on in terms of trying to shed salary and get future assets for a rebuild. And this seems like a really aggressive way to try to use something, use back-channel leaks and the media to create a panic situation. And there's just no panic situation because what's going to happen if this deal does get voided? I mean, the Cavs are going to have a a stain on any trade they try to make in the near future. I mean, who's going to want to deal with with somebody that, yeah, is going to do this. But see, my thing is um, the way – uh, the reason we, we haven't heard really anything, we've only heard things out of back channel, like you said, from reporters, from NBA insiders. Really, the, the Cavs and the Celtics have not come out and said anything, you know, publicly since we heard from Danny Ainge last week when he True. talked about the deal and when he his first conference call. And I didn't hear any Cavs conference call. There may have been one, but they certainly didn't have I haven't his com you know, any comments coming from them certainly haven't been like mainstream. And it makes me wonder that this is why I think that, you know, GM, they pulled the trigger. For some reason, Dan Gilbert had a panic attack, didn't like what was going, didn't didn't like his return, or maybe found out that there was a team with another deal that maybe he liked more or something like that. Maybe the Suns had a package that they preferred or, or whatever, doesn't matter. And now decided that he wanted, we can't go through with this, you know, whatever. They, they blame it on the physical. And But my thing is, with Altman, he, like you said, if this doesn't go through, this will be his last GM job <laughs> because nobody's going to hire somebody that, that creates a mess like this. I mean, this is a huge mistake. I think it's a mistake. I mean, I think but, it's a tactical mistake. Right, right. And whether it's a shakedown or not, it's, it's, not, I, it's a bad look. And if uh, my thinking is that Altman is trying to smooth things over in Cleveland and that this is this is him. This is why we haven't heard anything. The Celtics have said, at least to reporters, local beat guys, that they haven't heard anything from the Cavaliers in regards to this. So they haven't gotten any demands in regards to this. Maybe they've heard that there's some concerns over the um, over Isaiah's physical, but 
They haven't gotten any demands for anything. All the only stuff we've heard is from this side, you know, Wadronowski coming out and saying that they want Jason Tatum, which we know is laughable to yeah. get thrown into yeah. that package. And, and, and on the other side, the, the Celtics saying maybe a second round pick. I, I think you wrote yeah. about this the other day, right? Um, we, we heard that from some local reporters that that would be the limit if, the, if anything at all. And that even that they were pretty skeptical about, you know? So where does it, obviously those are way too far apart. But I, I just think that Altman hasn't asked for anything yet because this isn't, he's trying to change their minds and, and move through with this deal. That's my thinking. And it's coming from ownership that, that, you know, I definitely think ownership created the mess. I, I'm not, you know, real clear and we'll probably never know to what extent Altman had a hand in any direction. This might have been going, is going, will go. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking at a situation where both teams would have to reintegrate players that would, you know, be really awkward. But Thomas, as I've said elsewhere, was likely gone anyway after making the Brinks comments in a market that isn't going to sustain that kind of a contract for almost anybody these days, and particularly not somebody coming off of a hip injury mm-hmm. or a questionable near-term future who's getting kind of older and towards the end of their prime. So that really sucks, but that's really the hardest thing that, that the Celtics have to deal with at this point. They're still going to have to deal with Jay Crowder, who's obviously going to be really pissed off, but he's on one of the best contracts in the league and is eminently movable. Antti Zizic just wants to play in the league. I'm sure he'd like to play for Boston more than any other team, but he's a rookie. He's not, not, not a significant factor in any of this. And a 2018 pick, I'm just going to say right now that, you know, I'm on board with Kyrie coming to the Boston Celtics, but if that ends up coming back to us, we have the tools, including a Jay Crowder and the Brooklyn 2018 pick, to get a point guard who can replace Isaiah if Isaiah doesn't want to play or can't. What do you think? I think I just outlined it, at least for us. So that's what I'm saying. So we, if we have to take those guys back, if Isaiah, let's say, I mean, he he can't really refuse to play. Obviously, it, it would it would. It would yeah, really I don't think he's going to hold out. I think he really loves the people of Boston. The people of Boston really love him. They all understand. I mean, do you, it, it's right, and and I mean, he's playing for a contract, right? So if he missed the first two months of the season, let's say he's going to come back and he's going to play. I mean, they'd still probably have to make a deal for another point guard, though. Unless you're comfortable with no. Shane Larkin being the third point guard, but if so, if that's worst case scenario, we have to take those guys back. Almost sure certainly. I mean, barring right? some other Still. situation, like Marcus. Yeah, I, I, right. You would have to. You would have yeah. to think likely. Um, Zizic probably doesn't have any harsh feelings about it either way. He didn't suit up for the team at all, so not necessarily uh, right. And not not that's not really an unmendable bridge. I, I think obviously it is the tough one because you're not going to move him at that point, and essentially you're going to have him walking away. Which might have happened anyway. So big whoop. Sure, no, 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 and, and that's understandable. But um, obviously bringing Kyrie here, that we you know we have a, a you know hopefully a, a long term future with him. But but we do get to keep the Brooklyn pick, and you know as long as that Brooklyn pick remains somewhere, uh, you know the better the higher part of the top 10 there it, it would still 
you know, we could still add us. A, and another Cleveland finds themselves in a situation where they got a guy who's almost <clears throat> certainly going to walk away. Uh, complete shit show of mm-hmm. a general manager in front of a situation. A guy who doesn't want to be there that everyone knows doesn't want to be there won't probably get rid of his trade kicker, making things more complicated for them. I mean, they, they would have of to, course they they would. Have to he said, bill, right? I mean, right. So it's we have the opportunity where perhaps we could work something out with these guys, come back and play. And I don't think they, they don't have that at all. It's just what kind of haul can they get for Irving versus what they were going to get for Moss. I mean, can they go to, to Phoenix? I, I don't know what they had. Uh, I heard rumbles about that. About there was that? also a leak. I heard, I heard people saying it was a potential destination just because of all the assets yep. that, that Phoenix it's had. True, and he wouldn't and whatnot, go there. But I don't know if there no, was anything. The Milwaukee Bucks there. reportedly had an offer for Chris Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon, and maybe some other parts. And that that doesn't sound like a terrible option. Yeah, but... yeah I was gonna say that's like not a bad, not 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 awful. It, it actually, you know, might be. Well, I don't. It doesn't make them better in the in the, the future, but it, it yeah, makes and it doesn't really solve the payroll helps. issues. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't make them young enough for a full teardown, which is what they're going to have to do. It's not a bad deal, but it's not the the, right. the kind of deal they really need. Yeah, I mean, to me. This deal, and, and me and you have talked about this off the podcast, uh, this deal basically was to set them up with some options at the end of the year, obviously, and maybe the biggest option would be the complete teardown. You know, you let IT walk, you, you LeBron walks, as we just assume yep. that he's going to, whether, right? Well, optics are important, you know? you know, and I think this is surpassing even anything I thought of in terms of Dan Gilbert being shifty, trying to make the optics of the teardown look like it's other people's fault because a lot of people, most people blamed LeBron when he left the first time. And, you know, a lot of people will probably blame him when he leaves in the future, no matter how he leaves, unless he retires with them, which I doubt. But I do think that in this situation, he's gone to great Gilbert. That is, has gone to great lengths to try to make the situation look like he's done everything he possibly can to compete. I do think that a certain component of what is going on is about image to try to look like they stuck it to the Celtics and they didn't just stick it to the Celtics hard. They stuck it to the Celtics Brooklyn Nets pick hard. So Mm -hmm. do what you want with that. We're not going to know officially unless somebody decides to spill their guts in the organization exactly what was going on. I doubt that's going to happen. The deadline to complete the deal is this Thursday, I think at 10 a.m., though they can extend the trade discussions longer if both sides mutually agree to do so. So hopefully we'll have some resolution pretty soon. What else is going on since we've beaten this horse to death over in the NBA media sphere? A couple of guys we have been looking into about signing for the remaining roster spot, assuming nobody else gets traded, assuming this trade we've been talking about goes through. Thomas Robinson. Could be a he has really just nice never team. really lived up to the hype of, of where he was taken in the draft in, in the lottery. And even though he has managed some pretty consistently healthy statistics, about five rebounds per game, about five points per game, over about a little more than 10 minutes a game throughout his career. 
he's just for whatever reason, you know, I haven't followed him super closely. Just nobody seems to want to give him playing time. I know he was with the Kings for a while. I can't remember where else he's been been before. I think maybe the Lakers, I want to say, last season. I don't know. I mean, anybody who can grab five rebounds in 10 minutes of game time, I'm up for, you know, an end-of-the-bench end of spot. Also, Georgetown's uh, former L.J. Peak. Whenever I say his name, I want to say T.J. Leaf for some reason. It's just really close in my head, even though it's kind of not. Anyway, he <laughs> has been partially guaranteed uh, for a deal for training camp and averaged about 16 points and four rebounds. He's uh, He's a wing kind of a, a combo guard forward type, you know, three and D kind of a guy. I don't know too much about him. I saw him play a couple of games in college. Nothing particularly struck me. So I would be surprised if he made it. For those of you who don't listen regularly, I want to point out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies. You can't get them anywhere else. And very soon, you should be able to get tickets to the next games that are coming out very soon in October. You can find the pod at Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have something that you would like to suggest, Make sure you let us know with a comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the, with the hashtag CLPOD, that's C-L-P-O-D. We're always trying to bring you the Celtics coverage the way you want it and the way that you like it. So let us know. With that, I bid you all adieu and thoughts and prayers to the people out in Houston. Thanks, everybody. Take care, y'all. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.